Hello, and welcome to Season 5 of the LuxCast, where we explore the intersections of Christian faith, culture, and our lives. My name is Megan Rice, Communications Coordinator at Western Theological Seminary. The theme of this season is public theology, as we engage in dialogue about topics that affect both the church and society. Today's guest is songwriter and worship artist Sandra McCracken. Sandra joined us during Doxophilia, a week-long exploration of worship and worship renewal. WTS alum Rev. Jonathan Gabhart sat down to discuss Sandra's work and music's ability to connect the church and the larger world. Sandra, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Good <laughs> um, to join you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to start off uh, with asking a question about uh, your role as a songwriter, uh, both in the community of faith and in the broader life of society. Um, what do you think a songwriter uh, from a Christian faith perspective has to offer the public life of society? Hmm. Well, I think one of the things I love about songwriting in general is just that it's, um, it's framed up in a storytelling tradition. Mm -hmm. So um, similar to, um, I mean, the stories or the parables of scripture that Jesus told, I mean, I think kind of folk music and songwriting has the potential to follow that same thread, which mm -hmm. can be very inviting both, I mean, for people w wherever they're coming from, um, when songs are done well, they have that kind of power to draw you in and to shine the spotlight and see mm -hmm. maybe places that you um, weren't noticing before. Um, and so I think that the hope is to bring illumination through that. And I think it's God's illumination, but I think the craft of songwriting can be a way of like kind of catching light and reflecting it into new angles or to new aspects of of um, application in our own lives. Mm -hmm. So storytelling is just plus storytelling is just such an enjoyable. Um, you like you, you know you don't even know you're being taught. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then something comes alive in you or you thought about something in a new way because of the story. Mm -hmm. There's a quote from Leslie Nuvian that talks about exposing the whole of public life to the illumination of the gospel. Mm. So kind of, yeah, showing forth that story mm. and say this is actually yeah. being shined upon by Christ. Yeah, and maybe that's the, maybe that's kind of the deeper answer to your question mm -hmm. of like what, what do we bring? It's like if God's light is on all, is over all things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it, um, and it shines into all of culture and all the places and all of it is good. And I, I think that that's, it's like any other vocation that songwriting has is one way that we participate in that work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about the nature of beauty in music uh, mm -hmm. that you've experienced in songwriting? Um, I think it's safe to say that you are pursuing mm. uh, melodies and lyrics and arrangements that are are beautiful and mm -hmm. capture a certain uh, maybe emotion or uh, a certain goal with your music. Could mm -hmm. you speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, I guess beauty is more elusive as mm -hmm. far as, um, uh, I don't know if we can craft it mm -hmm. necessarily, but um, when it happens, you know, mm -hmm. and there's a way that like when some, when 
something kind of takes your breath away or moves you when you're listening to a piece and it can be the poetry or it could be the melody sometimes just like a melodic lift it just has a way of um, yeah catching your breath and mm -hmm. um, I think those are moments to strive for or to pay attention to but they're it's hard to say like oh this I want to sit down and make something beautiful today <laughs> yeah. um, and if I were a sculptor or I think if I were working in a different form mm -hmm. or um, or uh, yeah I, I think it helps me to think about how challenging that is but if you were working with raw materials from the earth it feels like it would be a slow work mm -hmm. and that um, most of it's pretty ordinary mm -hmm. most of it is like practicing scales and um, and learning how to get the harmonics under your fingers if you play piano or whatever your instrument is and then the moments of beauty come along and surprise you, and um, and that's the good stuff. Mm -hmm. When those moments come and you you have that surprise uh, or that that little pause uh, to recognize that, uh, how does that then turn to something to offer the church? Mm -hmm. um, uh, whether it's a congregational song or a, yeah. something that's meant to be listened to uh, devotionally or otherwise. Mm. Well, um, I, I would say the church gives that to me as a gift. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's so much, I mean, maybe it's reciprocating, but um, a good example is yesterday when we were in chapel here in the seminary and we had talked through the whole plan and we planned the liturgy of this chapel, but when I heard the voices singing, like our voices in this room singing mm -hmm. the Taze, it was just, I mean, I was really taken back mm -hmm. by the beauty of, of the singing. And so then I was carried into worship in a deeper way because the beauty really like swept me up. Uh -huh. And then I was thinking about just um, how much more we give when we're joined together that way. And I think in my own work privately and, and professionally, like I have moved more toward collaborative work and wanting to have group singing and wanting to have opportunities to play with other musicians because it's like, um, because that element is there, because mm -hmm. this element of, um, of mutuality and bringing beauty and, uh, or bringing um, the surprise of it, it, it comes up yeah. more often. Maybe. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, that's good. Uh, your more recent records and, and songwriting that, that we have enjoyed, uh, would kind of be under a broad umbrella of, of gospel music. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, under the kind of the classic category of, of, uh, of the old gospel songs, uh, mm -hmm. the words of scripture, uh, the hope uh, and, the, and the faith that comes uh, with a life in Christ. How do you deal with that, the language of that? Because um, I'm sure it's easy to be sort of swept into this category or then pulled over into this category. Mm -hmm. what, what sorts of dynamics go along when you're, when you're presenting songs yeah. uh, out to the world like that? Um, I would say it's changed over the years and the journey, like my journey as a songwriter, um, you know, y you could categorize this album as Americana and I mean, it's all kind of sonically, it kind of has some uniformity. I mean, there's consistency in mm -hmm. some regard. But as far as like, a, would you call this a gospel record? Would you call this a country record? Would, you know, asking those questions, um, I have tried to hold back from asking those questions too soon in the creative process, mm -hmm. so that that the project or the or the things I work on are not um, 
driven by a marketing agenda. Um, I do think it's it makes sense to think about who is who you want to speak to, mm -hmm. who you're who you're communicating with, or you would like to reach, or um, and but th I think that's different. So intent is maybe different than um, kind of putting the cart before the horse in terms of marketing. Uh -huh, <laughs> And I think it's practical and okay to say like that we have to put terms on things. It sounds like this, or this is for fans of X, Y, Z, sure, you know. Sure. <laughs> but I do. But I think it's like kind of a necessary thing that can come later mm -hmm. in the creative process. Mm -hmm. And my hope in 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 terms of category or genre or labeling is that those barriers could be broken down to where there's not a clear. Um, distinction of exactly what it is and that you have to work hard to try to make mm -hmm. an explanation for whether or not this is um, yeah which is exactly what it is um, genre yeah. in terms of genre right right I think of uh, artists like the staple singers who you know came up through a, mm -hmm. uh, a church music tradition and but then find themselves uh, you know performing with mm -hmm. Martin Luther King and the March on Washington, yeah. and then they have this sort of, uh, people are asking, is this a blues band, is this a mm. gospel band, is this Christian music or not? And I think your music, it does kind of uh, uh, live in, in that space a little bit where you don't quite know, uh, well, am I supposed to be singing this in church? Can, right. I, can I listen to this if I'm not a Christian? Um, how do those dynamics play out, uh, you know, in your, from a previous conversation spoke about, you know, there was a definite stage in your career when you were playing mm -hmm. Tom Petty covers in coffee shops and yeah. bars. Yeah. Um, how, how is that aspect of your life and your artistic career, how does that influence the songs you're writing mm -hmm. uh, today? I, th I think it's maybe, a, um, for me, the, the hope is that I would continue to follow the breadcrumb trail mm -hmm. of like what, what is, what's next or what's on my heart to do or what um, do I feel, I mean that's the advantage of independent music is I don't really have to answer to somebody <laughs> in terms of like, oh well you sold this many so you have to sell this many again, mm -hmm. it's like, well, I just get to do whatever right. because nobody really cares <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there's freedom in that. and. Um, so I think um, there have been seasons where I've been in and out, I, you know, of different kinds of venues. Re recently, I've really enjoyed being in churches, and I've been serving at a local church in Tennessee for mm -hmm. the past four years, and that's probably really shaped my affections toward both group singing and um, congregational song, even through the lens of a folk music mm -hmm. kind of uh, approach. But I think. Um, that's the thing I'm enjoying so much right now is to be able to be in venues or in churches where I feel freedom to speak um, like in a straightforward way about, man, this is, this is gospel and this mm -hmm. is the difference between gospel and um, other things that don't give me life. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to do that in a way that's not um, uh, sort of parochial or like limited to just like church language. Mm -hmm. Like I still want to translate it to yeah. where anybody would be able to feel welcome. But um, man, I think that I think that storytelling and um, uh, and gospel music can be incredibly inviting mm -hmm. and disarming. Mm -hmm. And um, and I used to have a professor that um, 
at school that would say like there's only two kinds of music it's good music and bad music <laughs> and, and so if you think about it in terms of those two categories it's like just try to do something with excellence Wow, and yeah. people will be able to receive it because it's done well, mm -hmm. and they might totally disagree with your worldview, but um, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, like we can have those disagreements and still sing together. Mm -hmm. Along those lines of sort of translating and, and offering uh, a fresh language through song, I know that uh, you're not too picky about various influences that will come through in your songs, mm. you know, there's, there's musical influences like uh, all songwriters have, but tell us a little bit about how you incorporate all, all types of things uh, that mm. might end up in a lyric of a song or oh, something like that. That's an interesting question. I guess um, I think that my writing is, is really informed by whatever's humming in the background. Mm -hmm. So if, I, if I'm living a holistic life, if I'm reading good books and taking walks in the woods and connecting with friends and family and having good meals like all of that kind of flows into the work um, when I mean but also if I'm in a season of real struggle or suffering there, there's I mean that that's not exempt from um, from channeling itself right into the work as well yeah. and I think that's because um, you know with the nature of God's work in our lives, like it's all good, it's all mm. gonna be good, mm -hmm. right? Like all things work together for the good of those who love him. And I think because of that, um, trying to just like keep life humming in a, in a way that's healthy, and, and, and if it's not healthy, calling it what it is and bringing it out into the light, mm -hmm. that I think that really informs the writing. Mm -hmm. So it can be what I'm reading or what um, what happens at church on Sunday or something, some conflict in, in our family or whatever it is, just bringing it forward and allowing it to speak in the form of um, music. It can mm -hmm. be, it, it ends up being surprisingly universal because we're all sort of doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're mm -hmm. all kind of being bombarded and challenged in different ways with our um, our own circumstances. Yeah, that reminds me of a, there's a couple of themes that have seemed to come up in my listening of some of your recent music, um, just of sort of scatological uh, new creation, Christ yeah, calling all things mm -hmm. good and making all things new. That on the one hand, on the other, uh, this theme of perseverance, uh, you know, kind of the journey of faith, mm -hmm. God's highway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the fear not, keep on, watch and pray from, mm. from that song. Um, how did, I mean, like I say, those are just gospel themes. Mm -hmm. And so um, how have those spoken to either the congregation that you're leading at or and in a way through that it speaks to the world um, about, you know, the world is uh, broken and in need of mm. healing and in need of the light of Christ, like we said mm. before. How have those themes, uh, have you felt the effects of those uh, mm. out in the world? Um, well, it's maybe, um, maybe there's a reflection in there about what, like that the songs, the songs that we sing, because they are formative, they mm -hmm. do affect who we are as a people. And I, um, and I see that as I lead in our community week to week, like singing and, um, and, and then I write 
I mean, it kind of just all happens as a back and forth, you know. Um, but I think my writing tends to reflect um, what's happening in the community and not so much wanting to get stuck in the moment of that we're in, but mm. wanting to send us forward, that it would mm. be hope, that there would be hope in the songs. Um, and I, I pro probably my natural inclination is to be able to express lament and mm. to express sorrow, like just how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yet, I think as I have um, been soaked in the gospel, the hospitality of the gospel of like, you know, you are loved regardless of what is falling apart around you, you know, mm -hmm. and as we live as a community in that, knowing that the person next to you might have really experienced something this week and, and it could be completely opposite from the person on the other side, like how we sing ourselves forward in that, it feels so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I'm saying that as clearly as possible, but in short, I would say like we need songs of hope and mm -hmm. we need songs that carry us forward mm -hmm. and scripture is full of is full of that kind of um, encouragement. And so I think as we take our cues from that, we would have so much to draw from as we try to sing together and, and um, press on. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for offering songs to carry yeah, us thanks. forward. And thanks for your witness in all of it. And Thank you. thanks it's for the conversation today. To, yeah, you too. <laughs> thanks, Jonathan.